Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Sakar Patel, radiation oncologist at Cape Radiation Oncology of St. Francis Healthcare. Doctor, so nice to talk with you today. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for well, having to- me. Yeah, of course. Very happy to have you on today. Um, and to begin, would you mind uh, giving us some background on you and what do you do? Sure. So again, my name is Sagar Patel. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I completed my undergraduate degree in classics at Brown University, followed by medical school as well at Brown University. I then completed my radiation oncology residency at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. And I'm currently a radiation oncologist practicing in rural Southeast Missouri at St. Francis Medical Center. And there I am the medical administrative officer for the oncology service line and a lead physician representative on the St. Francis Healthcare System medical executive team. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that background. And to begin with the real hard-hitting questions on this podcast, the first thing I want to ask you, doctor, are what are the big challenges you're seeing right now for oncology care in rural America? Absolutely. So when I examine the big challenges for oncology care in rural America, I internalize and envision a set of opportunities for truly meeting our patients effectively, meaningfully, and consistently. As physicians, our prime goal and mission are to meet our patients with meaning and purpose and without bias and without condition. I think meeting our patients with purpose and with meaning is a true function of connectivity. I would define connectivity as the opportunity or ability for the physician and the healthcare team to be present for, to engage, to understand, to educate, to support, to communicate, and to facilitate care delivery for the patient with dignity, respect, and consistency. When I think about connectivity, I also think about When current established conventional points or instances of connectivity fail or do not meet the whole patient, the byproducts become a source of our healthcare disparities and health inequities that we see, especially in the rural healthcare setting. In the rural healthcare setting, I see the degree, the magnitude, and the span of the lack of connectivity between the healthcare team and the patient are more pronounced and secondary to larger gaps in education, empowerment, and mobility, as well as the inherent level of fear and a disengagement within the healthcare system. Therefore, in order for physicians and the healthcare team to meet the patient effectively and consistently, I think we must identify the drivers of connectivity, especially in the rural setting, and then institute programmatic and system-wide initiatives that optimize opportunities for connectivity while also reducing the gaps and obstacles surrounding the patient's social determinants of health. Furthermore, the need to optimize connectivity with patients in the rapidly changing setting of oncology is that much more imperative and paramount. Truly for the oncology patient, every every second ultimately counts with respect to the patient's experience, treatment, outcome, quality of life, survivorship, and ultimately 
time toxicity. As a consequence, we as providers have to continually evolve and be innovative with our opportunities for connectivity with each oncology patient, both consistently and effectively. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that in-depth answer. And another thing that I wanted to ask you, doctor, is how can hospitals and health systems expand access to oncology care? Um, do you have any initiatives or tools uh, that are effective to you? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. And I'm going to continue my theme of connectivity because I think it all stems and centers on the, this notion of connectivity. So I'll begin generally by saying I think hospitals and health systems can effectively expand access to oncology care in the rural setting through optimizing connectivity to meet the patient with, meeting, with meaning through regional healthcare network collaboration, institution of community-wide initiatives, and robust application of technology and data analytics. So therefore, before we can connect with our cancer patients, we need to understand the who, when, where, how, and why of entry and exit within our regional health systems. We need to define and illustrate the true presence and absence within our health system and the why associated. In addition to community health needs assessments and public surveys, we need to pool internal and external data among our region of healthcare networks and systems from our respective electronic health records and claims data. Then after we do that, with collective and collaborative data analytics together, we can truly determine where the varying oncologic patient presentations are originating and where these patients are ultimately presenting and at what particular point of care. This is absolutely essential. I would, I would say specifically, who within the rural setting is completing screening and preventative measures? Are they doing it on time, delayed or not at all? Who is this subgroup? Who is receiving education and completing programs on cancer risk, assess uh, cancer risk assessment, risk factors, and who is receiving the appropriate counseling and education on risk reduction? Which subgroups of oncologic patients in the rural setting are presenting in the outpatient office setting? Which are presenting in the urgent care? Which are presenting in the emergency room? Or are they ultimately presenting at home with hospice? And of these patients, at what particular associative stage are they presenting within, within each subgroup? What factors within the rural setting are causing this stage migration and late presentations at diagnosis? Who and how many of these patients actually die or pass away before receiving complete workup and treatment and or pass away shortly after the diagnosis and or initiating therapy? Which, which of these subgroups within the rural setting experience in, incomplete or delayed staging pre-treatment workup, treatments, supportive and palliative care, and survivorship recommendations with surveillance measures. In addition, which subgroups do not complete therapy and or receive appropriate symptom management due to drawn out or suboptimal prior authorizations, approvals, limited mobility and transportation, time and financial toxicity, 
and ultimately fear and or anxiety associated with ineffective provider education, communication, or unfortunately implicit bias. So therefore, I think with collective collaborative efforts and robust analytics across health systems and networks of internal and external data, together, we can determine the driving forces of health disparities and health inequities and truly capture the social determinants of health for oncology care in the rural setting. Then we together with regional healthcare systems, the payer mix, city and statewide constituents can drive the optimization of true connectivity with the provider and the oncology patient. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for that answer. I believe you gave some really good points and gave some great advice. And to continue with, with where oncology is right now and where it could be, um, where do you see the best opportunities for growth uh, or to grow your oncology program in the next two to three years? Yeah, absolutely. And I think connectivity with the patient leads to growth. And specifically, I would say, I think the best opportunity for growth and vibrancy in oncology care delivery in the rural setting is the true commitment to collective collaboration among physicians, the healthcare team, the regional healthcare networks and systems, as well as the payers with the prime goal, as I mentioned, of optimizing connectivity to the cancer patient. As physicians, we know our patients derive value in healthcare delivery from receiving a tangible, transparent benefit with ease, respect, and consistency. At the same time, we know healthcare systems and payers want to provide high quality care while minimizing costs, waste, and redundancy. I think the cancer patient ultimately deserves a patient experience with evidence-based workup and treatment while minimizing treatment, financial, and time toxicity. How do we get there? Without collaboration across health systems and identification and application of shared resources, staffing, technology, and infrastructure, as well as the coordinated support and authorization for services and care navigation from payers and health systems, I think the optimization of connectivity to the cancer patient in the rural setting will be suboptimal. We know that cancer care itself is rapidly changing, it's resource intensive, and it carries expansive detrimental implications from treatment delay, suboptimal symptom management, limited supportive care, and inconsistent surveillance. So together, as a health system in collaboration with the community and with payers, I think through application of artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence and the optimization of electronic health record utilization, we can implement importantly agreed upon transparent and standardized clinical pathways for screening, prevention, workup, treatment, survivorship, and surveillance that spans across the primary care setting 
as well as the oncology specialties. We need to work together and we need to educate and empower each other. I think through collaboration with oncology thought leaders and experts, the institution within your system of national cancer guidelines, such as NCCN and society guidelines, as well as clinical decision-making tools in the electronic health records, physicians are equipped, empowered, and both the physicians and the healthcare team can offer and provide the most up-to-date, evidence-based treatment paradigms, as well as address effectively the treatment-related toxicity appropriately and in real time. I then think payers working with the healthcare systems can authorize and support specific care navigation, specific care teams and resources for mobility and transportation so that patients in the rural setting are connected with the appropriate resources and education to understand, to manage, and address treatment-related implications, symptoms, and the next clinical steps through their particular cancer journey. Then I think patients presenting to primary care, urgent care, and or the ER also should have readily accessible education through this robustness associated with technology to truly manage and address acute oncologic symptoms, educate the patient, and most importantly, connect their patients with the primary oncology team without delay. The healthcare systems within the rural healthcare setting can also create virtual and telehealth communications and collaborations to most importantly, have that cross flow, share experiences and gain valuable expert insight from each other through relationships, not only with the high volume academic centers with sub subspecialty expertise, but across the regional um, system of healthcare networks. Ultimately, I think the prime collective focus on cultivating and facilitating these opportunities to enhance connectivity to the patient through sharing multiple modes of education and resources that the patient can access, most importantly, easily, seamlessly, and clearly, I think will lead to effective implement implementation of the clinical pathways, care delivery, favorable outcome, survivorship, and then as you alluded to, ultimately the growth of oncology programs as an aggregate and together in the rural setting while providing high quality care together with both the risk and the cost sharing and containment together. Yes, thank you so much for that insight. And doctor, before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is what therapies and treatments are you most excited about right now? Yes, absolutely. Thank you again. So as I continue to relate to the theme of connectivity to the patient and drawing, most importantly, the meaning for the cancer patient, I too am very excited about the continued engagement, development, focus and prioritization of precision medicine for each cancer patient. 
I think the ability to identify, understand, manipulate, suppress, block, and treat the individual patient and the individual cancer, as well as its, as well as its associative biology at an early presentation, stage, and limited disease, and also garner therapy for the patient's particular tumor manifestation is very exciting, fascinating, and most importantly, uplifting, knowing that we can be on the offensive and not on the defensive for our cancer patients, while most importantly, ideally improving our morbidity, mortality, and reducing the patient's overall toxicity profile. I ultimately think connecting with the patient's tumor profile early on, we can hopefully garner specific tailored therapy, tailored therapies, design specific treatment paradigms, and ideally implement treatment de-escalation strategies safely, effectively, consistently, while most importantly, reducing the time toxicity for the patient. In addition, I, I hope that we can continue to development and implement Theranostics where we can simultaneously identify and treat the patient and its specific uh, manifestation to the tumor type in hopes to, again, limit the time toxicity while also, most importantly, enhancing the treatment efficacy for the patient. Being a radiation oncologist, I think it's very important to share uh, the radiation oncology perspective. I think it's very exciting for our ability to connect with the patient's particular tumor profile, which I think will allow us to know, most importantly, when to omit radiation therapy, to time and sequence radiation therapy, dose escalate, as well as dose de-escalate, what specific volumes to treat, as well as most importantly, better anticipate and address the toxicity while optimizing the efficacy and the quality adjusted life years for the patient. What I think is also fascinating and exciting is a novel radiation therapy technology deemed flash radiotherapy, which ultimately delivers an ultra high dose rate while retaining the anti-tumor effectiveness and at the same time reducing the radiation-induced damage to healthy normal tissue. As I close, I think the future of connectivity to the oncology patient with meaning is exciting and promising through the development and application of precision medicine. However, understanding the nuances of the individual's tumor biology still remain complex and ever-evolving, and its application will continue to demand extensive resources, infrastructure, commitment, and cost among patients, providers, health systems, and payers. However, we cannot be hindered by its uncertainty, and we need to drive its potential applications with a high commitment from all, stakeholders, all stakeholders, including at the state and federal level. We need to be nimble, innovative, and thoughtful against the elusive, complex elements of cancer. 
we also need to focus on designing and implementing clinical trials and studies through cooperative study groups and industry that ultimately optimize connectivity to the patient and help drive future outcomes for oncology patients in the rural setting and ultimately do not accelerate the inherent marginalization of these patients. Of course, thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing discussion. Uh, again, I wanna thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you very much for this great opportunity. I really appreciate it. Of course.